welcome back to another day, another vlog. Good to see you all for Friday session, the end of the working week. Oh, that's a good lie. End of the working week, I hope you've had a good week, it hasn't been too bad. A big show yesterday, not as much out today. Um, I did get a little bit of work done to, on the video, so that should be out either tonight or tomorrow. I've just got to go through and finalise it all and edit and trim it, and we should be pretty well away. Looks like there's a fair bit in there. It's going to be a decent one, um, and obviously I've already got the photo, so hopefully today, possibly tomorrow. See how I go with the edit tonight. Um, other than that, uh, yeah, well-rested, all good to go, and a fair bit, sort of the remnants of yesterday. Yesterday was a massive, massive day, um, getting all the footage done for the my road reel comp. So yeah, a little little bit slower today. I've got to uh, put uh, Jack's new bed together for his birthday. So that's me big job today. And so once I've done it here, we'll get into that one. So we'll get straight into the news. Not a real lot about today. There's, I think most of the big sort of things have sort of we've already announced during the week. Uh, seems to be a little bit slower overnight. A couple of things happening, but um, one good thing which I thought was looked pretty cool, if you remember back, or oh, probably have to be an old old bastard like me, uh, I think Sting was in a, there was a movie called June in the early 80s, mid 80s, I guess. Uh, it's a big epic film, uh, very sort of futuristic, sort of funky thing. It was a bit of a cult classic then, and Sting was in it. It was one of the big names. There were some huge names at the time in it. Uh, big desert film about the future and all sorts of funky stuff a similar sort of time frame to the blade runner and it's from a, a sci-fi book of the same name obviously well they're doing a remake of that and it's got some huge names in it uh like uh, jason momoa josh brolin oscar isaacs and a heap of other new new and bigger actors and younger actors in there uh there's a trailer on youtube you can go check that out now it does look pretty darn wild, I do have to say. Very, very cool. Uh, so definitely be, after seeing the original, I definitely can't wait to see what this one and their interpretation. Uh, it's got, um, yeah, just looks just looks amazing. It's one of those ones. Now, it should be out on, it gets released on the 18th, I think. Uh, 18th of December. So, yeah, very, very cool. So it's not too far away, I guess. It's uh, hopefully by then you'll be able to, wherever you are, you'll be able to get to a cinema. It's only being released in cinemas. So yeah, it's one of those ones where I think it's you need to really be in that big format uh, to really appreciate the cinematography and it uh, looks pretty darn cool. From someone that does little baby videos <laughs> to go and to watch those things, I think the appreciation is uh, definitely there for those filmmakers, uh, photographers, and the and the film guys and directors and everyone that does that sort of stuff. Uh, I'm sure it's yeah, just massive amounts of work in it. So very very cool. Uh, GM has acquired a 11% stake of Nikola. So there's been sort of some negative things towards Nikola in the last. They, we know they went basically out and in their first week of the going onto the stock market, they overtook Ford's value, like 26 billion or something ridiculous. Um, in one week they raised, so it was just a huge company. Now these are the guys that are looking down the barrel of hydrogen instead of the electric. So it's a hydrogen sort of setup. They've already announced 
their partners to set up the fuel stations and basically I think that's the one where they put up a windmill and a solar panels and that creates the hydrogen, stores it into a tank, you come and fill it up, only takes like 15 minutes and you're away with a full tank of hydrogen and off you go. Uh, I think that's one that's going to work really well for Australia. We don't have a big infrastructure for the electric cars like Tesla uh, with the supercharged stops and, and bits and pieces. Uh, getting electric cables in uh, through the grid and paying for that power is obviously going to defer and differ in each state. So you get a, I guess you get a totally different cost price per station where you are and, and what a, where the, what state you're in and what power company you use. So that's going to be a big big thing, I guess, as well to think about with electric. Whereas hydrogen seems like it could, you could basically take an existing structure of say any service station uh, because they've normally got a big space anyway. Put solar panels all over the roof of the building. I'm not sure how many you need. Um, put some wind farms or turbines next to it. Once if you can get the approval, and basically it, you'll have the petrol, the existing uh, petrol technology, and the hydrogen all in one thing and you won't actually have to pay massive amounts of money. So a short term uh, way to look at it, it's probably not a bad thing. And then it's easier to get them out to the service existing service stations, sell that to them. It doesn't cost nothing, but the uh, I guess the maintenance of that gear uh, to produce the hydrogen. So that way it'll be a super, super cheap cost. If you come to Australia, uh, power is ridiculously expensive. So uh, it's going to be interesting on how they're going to charge for electricity at the at service stations and places where they're going to put these superchargers. What that cost is going to be is going to be a big thing. I'm not sure what it costs now for the uh, current guys. I've, I've seen, I know that out in Bustleton, uh, just south of Perth, I've seen one there. That's about the only place I've seen a supercharger set up on the foreshore. I'm not sure how much they charge to fill your car. Uh, but um, I guess that's something we'll find out as they get rolled out a bit more through Australia. So very cool. Um, I think with GM there, that provides Nicola a big opportunity for parts, uh, technical advice, uh, getting access to Silverado and all that, and that sort of structure, suspension, and all that sort of amazing advice they've had over 100 years or whatever, uh, now being able to be accessed, I guess, by Nicola. So that's going to be a great collaboration. We know Rivian worked with Ford, but then Ford walked away from that um, and then sort of left Rivian. But Rivian seems like they're pretty much on the go. Um, I watched a video. They had a Rivian just released a video just today uh, of the factory line. So they're already punching the utes off the factory line. They've got their first ones out, which they're going to use for your crash testing, uh, vehicle testing and all where they run them around all the stuff so those first production vehicles coming off the line are coming out one by one uh, they look pretty cool uh, they've obviously used them to make sure that all the uh, torques are set on the guns so if anything starts getting loose they can go back and adjust them they can check the gaps make sure gaps are right make sure suspension all works make sure that production line system actually all works that's what all that first bundle that comes out and that's all happening now so 2021 looking still on track i think for rivian that they said 2021 and i don't think they're far off it so that's a pretty good uh, indication that uh, tesla is going to have a big amount of competition next year and that being a being the ute i think that's probably best suited at the moment 
until the Nikola gets out because they're not, I think Nikola's about 2022 or 2023 before the first release. Um, they're going to have a couple of years, at least a year to two years on Nikola. Uh, Rivian's got a big chance here to come out and I think they'll do pretty well. Uh, again, they're electric, so you need that infrastructure. So they really probably won't work as well in Australia as say the Nikola, which is a, a lot easier to adapt. But and so we'll see how we go. Good news is the Nikola's already, as I said, they already are the partners, and that part one of their partners is the uh, is the company responsible to spread out and build all these service stations and get all them updated to provide the hydrogen. So that's one of the biggest steps, and they've identified that, which I think was good that they're getting. Actually, how you're going to fill it up and use it uh, is probably just as important as what you're going to get to, to drive in. So very, very cool. I'm sure we'll hear more about that. So big, big thing from GM, and obviously they're pretty confident and uh, with uh, what Nicola's doing and, and the way they're heading. So, yeah, I think we'll see some uh, amazing things in that uh, renewable car energy market type scenario. Uh, Apple come out with a face mask, uh, two versions, uh, the normal face mask and a clear mask. There's no pictures of the clear mask online, but there's a Apple face mask. You can breathe in, breathe out. It filters both ways. Um, it's washable up to five times, uh, and it's got a. They've adjusted, they've designed it so the nose area is fully covered, so you don't get that fogging. So when you're wearing glasses like us blind people, and you've got a mask on, generally you get up here and it just fogs your glasses, and it's painful. Um, so yeah, that'll. I, think, I mean, why wouldn't you? Everyone, uh, it's. Uh, doesn't seem like COVID's going anywhere in a hurry. So if you get a chance to get in there and make some profit out of it, there's a lot of companies doing it. Uh, you only look at Amazon, it's doubled its share price. Uh, just during COVID, all these big companies are making a mozza out of it. So it's uh, I see no reason why, if you're Apple, why you wouldn't do that as well. So looks like that's all happening. Insta360, some big updates coming out on Insta360 on the 14th. So another sort of, a, not a release, but a, a big update package. Uh, eight new features. And I'll, off the video they had today on YouTube, a lot of low light stuff. So that looked really good. Uh, they're showing off some update uh, where they can, you've just got better imaging through low light and a better picture quality. Uh, what there must, must be some sort of firmware or software update in there. For the Insta and it's both the one inch and the normal 360 um, and gives you like a lot clearer pictures and a lot quicker too. I think a normal DSLR was about, or phone was about seven seconds to, to take the photo and these are about the three to four seconds. So a little bit quicker um, and pretty cool. Uh, low lights, especially in a, f a phone or action cam, I think I've mentioned it a few times with the GoPro, the GoPro is terrible for low light. Um, if I do my time-lapse photos for it, I've been able to get a little bit of Milky Way stuff. But if I'm trying to film on it and use it to like semi-blog with it, I guess, or to capture it while I'm doing stuff, uh, it just it's just terrible. And it's even tricky. Even my uh, the Vixia is not really flashing low lights. It's better than the GoPro, but it's still not as good as, say, my M50 with the Sigma lens on it. That, that 1.4, they can actually get in enough light to make it visible and usable so uh, I reckon this is really good I think that'll make a big difference as well uh, or just an added feature it seems like a really good system that Insta360 they've done well with that camera and I think that'll help them sell a bit 
big news, I guess, they're adding a few extra features in because I guess they're not that we talked about that GoPro 9 coming out shortly, so they won't be too far away. Um, what else have we got? Oh, the big one. And I'm going to finish up lastly. Uh, I think we mentioned it. If you hadn't hadn't heard about it or, or thing in mining, um, we've obviously we work closely with the traditional elders that own the land that we sort of mine on, and, and all the iron ore comes out of. Uh, Rio, back in May, I think it was, uh, blew up a a cave system that was integral to one of the local tribes' cultures and stuff. Um, at that point, there was a 7.30 report where the CEO of Rio got on there. And I think I mentioned it back about then how he was very sort of arrogant and smirking and, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty sort of disappointing and basically said that we, we told him and we knew about it and we were going to blow it up anyway and we have every right to. There's a, uh, a loophole in the law called, I think it's something to do with 18, um, where basically these mining companies can come in and just basically, even if they know there's something there that's arch got some archaeological history to it, they don't care. If they want, they can do whatever they want and basically the government can't stop them. So it's um, basically the CEO has stepped down because there's been a massive uproar over this and a couple of the big shareholders have stepped in and said, look, we're not happy with how that was dealt with. Uh, we don't appreciate it and we want to see something done. So the CEO's been stood down immediately uh, and there's been two others, the uh, marketing manager and another one that is, uh, are going by Christmas. So huge, huge news in the uh, mining. That's only happened in the last hour, so it's massive. Uh, they've talked about, obviously, as always, the uh, they talked about how they want to look towards you know not doing this in the future and all that. Well, the easiest way to do it is just close this loophole 18, and then they won't be able to do it. They'll have to get permission to blow up anything. Um, you know, it's probably going to make things a little bit slower, and they're going to have to plan ahead uh, and actually get their ducks in a row probably a little bit better. Uh, but uh, I think when I, when I watch the 7:30 report. Even the traditional people had gone to their their representatives in Canberra and they said, oh, look, we're not interested. And they walked away from them. So they didn't really get the support they should have got. Uh, it should never have happened to start with. Um, you've seen all my photography journeys and stuff. You've seen some of the areas around that Pilbara is just amazing, beautiful country. And you can ima only imagine uh, the tribes and traditional people that have lived in those areas and it deserves the respect without a doubt um i think in my dana caprine video i said that the fact that this country is it's tourism is endlessly renewable you get complete value forever for millions and millions of years until the earth blows up i guess uh whereas just mines is a short-term cash proposition and then it's the land's destroyed after that. there's not much left that you can actually get out of it once you've taken all the minerals but that tourism and the beautiful lands that are out there uh if you if you do it right and i think that's something we don't do in australia uh, it's what americans you've got to give it to the american people they are the best at selling something uh you cannot beat their sales uh they push everything and they know how to to spin something to sell it and they do a fantastic job of that australia we're terrible at that we've probably some if not better or equal to some of the most beautiful places on the planet and we just don't sell it and we don't push it and we could easily make probably as much money out of our tourism as we do out of our mining industries i, I believe 
long term. <coughs> Excuse me, specifically long term as well. So even if it's not a short term thing, over a long term, mines come and go and close, and minerals change. Uh, tourism is there for good, and if we treat it right, it's going to last forever. So. Um, it's, it's obviously sad for that guy. Um, I don't think he really took that interview right, and I think that, that 7.30 report interview he did pretty much was the uh, nail in his coffin. Uh, hopefully it's a bit of an eye-opener to all the companies that they sort of need to, I just need to look at it a little bit different, and I think the government needs to look at that uh, loophole 18 and just shut that straight down and, and get rid of that as soon as they can. That'll be a good one that I think the local communities will appreciate because then they know they can't just be walked over and forgotten about and just go, yeah, yeah, whatever, and then just blow it up anyway. So very cool. Um, that's it. Another week, Friday. Whew. Hope you all have a fantastic weekend. Thanks for dropping past this week. It's been a busy week, hectic week, back home uh, with the fans, which is awesome. And I will see you all again on Monday for another episode. Another day, another vlog. Okie doke, whether you're coming this way, that way, I'll see you on Monday. Peace.